Hey there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hey there, uh, welcome to today's episode. I'm going to explore just a little bit about something that is very powerful, very, very powerful, actually free to do. And it's available to everybody. But actually, most people don't know about this, and so they don't use it. And it's incredibly powerful, um, as a, I suppose, as a technique, once you understand uh, its power and also test it out, experiment with it. But it can have a major impact on your performance in any field, sport, business, the arts, any context. Very, very powerful. It's also a great way to reset yourself, to stabilize your mood, to be more consistent with your mood. And it's really, um, I suppose, taking a little bit more control of what goes on inside you, what goes on inside your inner world. And what I'm talking about is using your memory to support your progress. Now, I suppose before I get into that, a little favor, very short, if you could like, share or subscribe to my podcast here. If you haven't done it yet, I'd appreciate it if you could do one of those three or maybe even all three, if you're that, if you're feeling generous today, because uh, it makes a big difference to my reach and my stats. And I guess part of the mission of this podcast is to make an impact, a positive impact on people's worlds by increasing their awareness and education on the inner side of life and work and whatever you do. So if you can help, I'd really be grateful. So back to what we're talking about. Um, now, there's lots of stuff in the area of memory. So I'm talking about using your memory now to support your progress. There's lots of ways you can improve and use your memory. Too much for one short little podcast episode. But one of the aspects of your brain, which in neuroscience, they might say the brain is the seat of the mind. Sometimes I think maybe it's the other way around. But anyway, part of the brain works as a data server. As in it's recording pretty much every single experience of your life. It records learning, obviously. Um, but in particular, in relation to your memory, there's a part of your brain that has that records these types of that all your memories, and all the memories combine in different ways, and they kind of create a self-image or an identity for you. So you know, if I say to somebody says to me, "Well, what's Shane like?" You know, Shane really is a construct. It's a it's a psychological construct of who I think I am and my personality. Well, Shane is this and Shane is that. He's good at this. He likes this. He's bad at that. He doesn't like this. A lot of that, though, is based on my memory. And memory is a very, very interesting area, um, often too ignored. But the self-image in particular is of great interest to me because I see it makes a massive difference. And your self-image essentially is your destiny. You're not really going to create or move beyond what you see as your self-image. So this is why sometimes people will self-sabotage. I'll often sometimes meet people who really want to go to the next level in their career or their business. Um, and they will they will tell me that, look, I, I, I get into situations and then I kind of almost doubt myself. It's a version of self-sabotage because they just don't have that image of themselves to succeed. And that might be based on a past experience, which is a memory. And most people without realizing it, are at the mercy of their memories. 
they're genuinely at the mercy of their memories and they don't realize, they just think, well, that's just the way I am and this is my destiny. Not realizing that they can be captain of the ship, they can really make some changes. Now, there are various types of memories, keeping it really simple. You know, on a top line level, you, you might have recent memories. So for example, something might have happened to you this week or in the last few weeks that you didn't like or maybe was upsetting to you. And that memory is might be hanging around. And if it's hanging around, it's going to affect your mood, it's going to affect your outlook. I think we can all relate to that. But we don't always necessarily think, that, well, do I have a choice? I mean, sometimes the memory, you just have to let it pass through you. That can happen quickly. That can take time. But then there's also the other type of memory, which is more maybe like a long-term memory. Now, long-term memory could be something as simple as a phobia. Maybe something happened when you were a child, a very extreme emotional experience that became a strong memory and it became a phobia. That phobia could be on spiders or could be on mice or could be, who knows, public speaking. It could be anything. And in a way, these are also called formative memories, formative learnings, formative memories. They kind of form your personality and who you start to think you are. All part of that self-image. A kind of a funny one, I think, that shows the power of memory is when it comes to naming a baby. And I'm, I always think it's quite funny that, you know, I might say a name to my wife and she and I think that this is a great name and she'll say, well, and I remember this, like, you know, I don't like that name. No, no, I don't like that name. When I ask why, well, I went out with a guy and I didn't like, you know, it ended badly or I knew this guy and he was, he was a bit of an a-hole. So she associates the name <laughs> with that emotion, which is also your memory. Now, we're living in a time where there's increased interest in the inner game, the mental side, which is brilliant. Um, and what I can see myself, most people are very focused on visualization. Um, it's coming through in sport and that's a conversation for a different day, but visualization is very powerful. It does work, but there are limitations to it and there's certain angles on it that I think most people miss. But here's the, here's the other side of it. If you're carrying around mental baggage, which is like, say, difficult memories or bad memories or memories that upset you, that's going to hinder you even in terms of moving forwards. So some people think that if I just focus on going forwards and my visualization and not worry about the memories, um, then I, I'll be fine. But that doesn't seem to be the case from my experience. And it's important to at least be aware that your memories are there. They influence you all the time. And you do have a choice that you might say, well, actually, you know, I'm going to clean up my insides here. So, you know, a lot of people are into things like colonic irrigation. Why? Because they want to kind of go in, clean out your insides, take away the junk, the bad stuff. In a way, that's available to you as a human uh, with regards to the mind and regards to mental irrigation. That once you become aware, oh, that, that actually is holding me back there. I hadn't realized it. It was kind of hanging around in the background, affecting how I see things, how I feel about things. Um, I had... A lot of work, I was very busy during the crash of 08 or 9, 10, 11, because obviously a very difficult, stressful time, a lot of difficult things happened, businesses closed, people lost jobs, um, and many people were scarred from that time. Now, some of that scarring is valuable because it's useful experience, it allows you to dig deeper, to see things perhaps that were in the blind spots around us, um, and they're good learning. So pain is obviously, can be very, very powerful in terms of good learning, but if the memories hang around you, then you're going to be holding yourself back. And I've had many conversations and worked with clients where, 
you know, kind of making them aware as I dig in, like what's causing the doubt here? What's making you second guess yourself? And you realize, oh, it's from a memory in the past where they're saying, oh, am I going to make the same mistake again? But that's coming from a memory of the past, of a difficult time. And not so bad to ask that question, but if you don't really, if they don't fully see how much the memory might be affecting them, then there will be other problems and it will affect their state, their mood, ultimately their performance and their levels of clarity. So you can, you have the option to use memories though in a different way to counteract that, right? So for example, um, something that's used a lot with some sports people at elite level, now not all, which is always interesting to me, but you know, if, if a sports person at a top level, at that level, it's really in every sport, it's all about the edge or the gain you can make on the mental side, on the inner side. But if they have a bad experience, like a bad race, or if they're a rugby player or American football player, they've dropped the ball or they have a bad game, depending on how they handle that inside themselves, they can, they can avoid a problem or they can cause all sorts of problems without realizing it. And so it's normal to have bad games. That is what happens. It, even the best of the best will miss critical shots. They'll, will have, they'll make mistakes. They'll drop the ball. They'll let their team down despite the fact that they're extremely talented. But after the game, it's what you're doing in your mind. Are you replaying that memory? Or can you let it go? Can you just learn from it and then let it go? Or is it hanging around? Is it hanging around affecting you without realizing it? And so one of the things, for example, once you... Once somebody understands that, oh, actually that memory is there and I am replaying it a lot in my mind and it is affecting me, I hadn't realized I was doing it. I was doing it to myself. Um, and so what you'll see sometimes now with a lot of elite sports people is that they'll get advised to talk to the video analyst people, uh, pick out some of their clips of them at their best, put it together as a kind of a little mini movie. And then every day, every, every night before they go to bed, watch the video. What are they doing? They're actually reminding themselves that they can succeed, that they have succeeded. They're replaying good memories in their mind um, to remind themselves, and particularly their unconscious minds, that, hey, yeah, you've had a bad game, that's fine, but let's focus on the majority of the situation here, which is, I've got talent, I'm very good at what I do. You remind your mind so that when you're back in the present moment, going into a game, and perhaps maybe your inner voice might come in and say, hey, you know, what if you have a bad game? which can happen even with the best, that you're able to kind of go, doesn't matter, I've got all these memories, I know I can do it, let's just, go, let's just get into the game. And if they're just able to be present in the game, there's a significantly higher probability that they're going to perform at a higher level at the level of their talent. It's when they get into doubt mode that, that performance will drop and then their mood will drop even more. So you might be saying logically, well, that's grand for those people, Shane. You know, they have video analysts, I don't have one of those. <laughs> I don't have one either. So, but I can still use that principle because what is the principle? The principle is um, essentially going right down to a deep level. We all think and we can use thought constructively for us or we can use it against ourselves. Most people in my experience, without realizing it, they use it against themselves. It's unconscious. But this, I'm trying to show one example here, hopefully where you can see where, oh, I didn't realize that is working against myself. But I can go back in to my mind and say, hey, let me pick out a couple of memories of me at my best, me when I was doing well in whatever field I'm in or even in my relationships or my health. Let me go back and actually pull out that memory just like a video analyst and let me just sharpen up each of the senses. You know, what I see, what I hear, what I feel, etc. And I'm going to spend a little bit of time 
replaying that memory in my mind. Now, when I change what's in my mind, what I'm thinking, it, it affects how I feel because your, your feeling is directly linked to your thinking. So how I feel, ultimately, the cause of it is my thought. So if I'm changing into a good memory, now I know I'm going to affect my state, my mood. And for me personally, and what I advise clients to do is every morning before the day starts, I think about the way, the mood that I want to be in in the day, you know, and I will pick out a memory from my past that kind of lines up with that mood that helps me set the tone for being more in that mood. That might be to be very calm, clear, relaxed. Maybe it's going into pitch mode. Maybe it's I have to make a presentation or I'm doing a talk. Maybe I'm doing a workshop. So I will just use certain states from my memory, the mood and certain memory of the tone. And I will just play that in my mind in the morning before the day starts. And then I might go in and, and focus on maybe the goals in my mind for the day ahead. And that's available to you. And it's free. Um, now I'll be going into this in a lot more detail in my new book, which I'm happy to say is going to be coming out now in the autumn, The Inner CEO. There's more to come on that, but it is exciting. Looking forward to it few months away, but we're just finalizing the cover now and the interior is all set. And yeah, so it's an exciting time. But if you're interested in, if any of this strikes a chord, make a note when the book's out, you'll definitely get a lot of value out of this particular section of the book. But coming back to you, what about you? I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, you can still use what I'm talking about here. And all you have to do is just as an experiment for the next week, even just find one good memory that is perhaps you maybe in the zone or at your best and spend a few minutes at the start of the day recalling that memory, just replaying it in your mind like a movie in all of the senses. It's something that I learned when I was looking to come out of my depression and it was difficult to do this at that time, very difficult, much more difficult than it is now. But what I realized was even then it just helped a little bit and as I've gone on, I've realized, oh, it's not just about <laughs> coming out of depression, this is now about performance, this is about getting you to your best. And again, once you can see it and experiment with it, it's, it's incredibly powerful. And again, it's, it's available to you because it's inside you. Very, very powerful. So I hope from this you will take some action and experiment with it for a week. And um, if you're up for it, let me know how you get on. You send me an email, support at shanecraddock.com, 1D. Um, I'm not the quickest on email, but I will eventually reply. I'm always curious to hear what people think of the podcast. But in particular with this one, if you try the experiment, you will see a difference. I'm just curious, what difference will you see? And I mean, ultimately, what I'm saying here is don't be at the mercy of your memories. Be the master of your memories. And that's available to everybody. That's it for today. Ciao.